Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Blade Trilogy is the third film in the Blade series, a movie that I had never seen until watching to review it for this show. Uh, I had seen Blade 2 in theaters when that had come out in 2002. I was not a fan. Uh, and in revisiting Blade 2 last week uh, when I reviewed it, uh, I did not like it still. There are a lot of problems with Blade 2. A lot of people have problems with my problems with Blade 2. Apparently, I'm not allowed to talk about movies unless I have made a movie myself. Uh, I don't know if that's just in regards to my negative views of movies. Like, I can't speak negatively about a movie unless I've actually made a movie. It's always a weird... It's a very weird criticism. Uh, very sad criticism because like that person guaranteed is not a filmmaker as well that person is probably not a critic or a podcaster of any kind as well uh, it's the kind of same sentiment you get from people that say stay in your own lane right like don't actors aren't allowed to actors and musicians they're not allowed to talk about politics stay in your lane uh, and then uh, you know they themselves are not active in politics or are not in the lane of politics either it's just it's a very like sad argument for people that like you're not allowed to have an opinion on something unless you are involved in that thing itself directly which they never are themselves directly either but it's it's just like uh, do as i say not as i do kind of a thing either way was not a fan of blade 2 and i i stated all of the reasons why I was not a fan of Blade 2. Uh, it wasn't just a blanket statement. I had a lot of reasons why. And this is a movie that I did not like as well, and I have a lot of reasons why. I did point out in Blade 2 the things that I did think were cool and the things that I did like. There were fun fight scenes. There were aspects of some of the kills that were cool. There were some cool things that were still there that I did point out but overall I thought the movie itself was bad uh, this movie no different actually this one's even worse uh, something that I noticed in this movie that is also true of Blade 2 is that all of these sequels to Blade have been completely whitewashed you look at Blade 1 the reason there's a lot of reasons I like Blade 1 one it started the kind of aesthetic that the Matrix perfected. Uh, the, the rave, the electronic music, the black uh, leather attire, sunglasses, cool fight scenes, slow-mo. Like, there's a lot of things that Blade did before the Matrix. Uh, but also, the first Blade movie had a lot of representation of black people in the movie that weren't just Wesley Snipes. Uh, there were, he had the, the scientist, his, his sidekick for most of Blade was not, Whistler was there here and there, but the scientist was black. There were black vampires, there were black extras, there were just black people. All It was very, it was way before Black Panther, there was Blade. And Blade was the first superhero movie to really have a lot of black representation. Whereas Blade 2 and Blade 3 are very whitewashed. Uh, and it is very noticeable in this movie because, of course, spoilers, if you haven't seen Blade Trinity... 
But Whistler dies in this movie, which he dies. It feels like Whistler dies in every movie. It feels like Whistler is to the Blade franchise as Kenny is to South Park. Like, it feels like like Whistler dies. I don't think he actually did die in the second one. Uh, but he definitely should have died in the first one. He should have killed himself. Uh, but apparently failed at that and was brought back in a very Matrix-style pod in the second one. And in this one, he dies again. Uh, but he is, like, replaced with his quote-unquote daughter that came from an illegitimate marriage or whatever. Or born out of wedlock. Who knows what it is. But played by Jessica Biel and Ryan Reynolds, who are also vampire hunters. And also very white. And the rest of their crew is very white. All of the vampires are very white. Like, they are very whitewashed. The second and this movie, very much so. This movie even more. This movie starts off with a Ryan Reynolds voiceover. A character that has not existed in this franchise until this movie. And before we even are introduced to this character in this movie that Ryan Reynolds plays... It starts with a voiceover, which feels very much like Deadpool. This movie is clearly has aspects of the Deadpool thing, the Ryan Reynolds thing, that have clearly been injected into this movie, but do not fit in this movie at all. Like, it is very unbalanced, that kind of quippy Ryan Reynolds thing, that Ryan Reynolds humor that is in this movie, that is in almost every Ryan Reynolds movie, but does not fit in this movie at all. We also have Sarah Jessica Parker. Who, wait, no, Parker Posey, not Sarah Parker Posey, who I love in movies. She's able to be a very, she's a very specific kind of funny, but in this movie, she's supposed to be one of the vampire villain, like leaders of the vampire gang. But it's Parker Posey. It doesn't fit at all. Tonally doesn't fit. It's very camp, very campy. The Ryan Reynolds stuff. He's supposed to be big and buff, but and actiony. But it's v trying to be the very less funny Deadpool version of that. Let's take a little break from the Ray Taylor Show to promote my live art streams. That's right. I am an artist as well as a podcaster, and I paint live every Thursday at 4.20 Pacific Time. Head on over, the best place ever for streaming, youtube.com slash inspired disorder. That's right. Every Thursday at 4.20, you can watch me paint the many faces. Every week, I paint seven new faces of abstract portraits, ink on paper, and you can watch that happen. You can hang out with me while I listen to a classic episode from one of my favorite podcasts. Head on over to youtube.com slash inspired disorder and check it out. Say hi. Let's hang out. Let's have some fun. And let's paint some faces. Now let's get back to the show. Wesley Snipes has a speech impediment because of the fake teeth that he's wearing. Now, most of this movie isn't really about Wesley Snipes as much as it is his new crew that's working with him. Jessica Biel and Ryan Reynolds. But when, when Blade is there and he's trying to speak, it's clear he's got fake teeth in because it is speech impediment city. It is so sad. That the star of the movie can't deliver his lines properly 
because of vampire teeth that don't need to be there. It's not like he shows them. Like so many of the other characters, they, they like flash their teeth. It's like, oh, look, I got vampire teeth. It's so not even part of the character. I mean, it doesn't need... Like, I would rather this movie be criticized for him not having vampire teeth than every time Wesley Snipes speaks as Blade, he has a lisp. He sounds like an old person whose dentures are falling out. That is what Blade sounds like in Blade Trinity in a major blockbuster superhero movie. Which I don't know how the franchise, I'm sure it went downhill. A lot of people like the second one. There's definitely a lot of fun fight scenes in the second one. But Blade Trinity, I, maybe there's people that love Blade Trinity. The fight scenes, not good. Like, as far as the, the franchise, the worst fight scenes are in this. Blade sounds like his dentures are falling out. Way too much time is spent with this new crew they're trying to introduce. Which has an interesting cast. We have uh, Natasha Leone, Patton Oswalt. They're part of this crew as well. This very white crew that's also trying to beat vampires. But Wesley Snipes' blade has no idea about them. Whistler knew all about them because he was getting equipment from them. Like a new inhaler thing for his, his, uh, his uh, issues. His vampire blood issues. But it's just... and it. It, the one thing this movie does do that is at least interesting is that it's like the first time in the franchise where it 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 opens the movie up to actual humans existing in this world, actual daytime scenes where humans are going about their business in a city. We have the FBI slash government who is after Blade. We have this other vampire crew led by Parker Posey setting Blade up to kill a hu like a human being instead of a vampire. They tricked him. They tricked him. He thought he was killing a vampire, but no, he was killing an actual person. So now, because of that, now that Blade actually killed an actual person and not these vampires that just disintegrate, like now the FBI is after him. But then, through the movie... The FBI government aspect of the movie just kind of disappears and it becomes the same thing that the second movie was about where it's like, oh, we're trying to genetically engineer vampires so that they can walk during the day. Because the second movie, the vampires were genet genetically engineered, except they were susceptible to UV light. Same thing here, but instead of doing whatever they were doing in the second one. This one is they're using the blood of Dracula, whose name is Drake, and who looks like just a generic white dude with a shaved head. Like, it is dumb. Like, Dracula, let's call him Drake. And let's give him a bunch of gaudy necklaces, super low-cut shirts to show off his muscles. There's a fight scene where he walks by a uh, what's supposed to be a hot topic. I don't think it's it's actually labeled as hot topic in the movie, but he basically walks into a hot topic to look for vampire stuff, and he sees how you know what 
he sees what capitalism has done to vampires and he's not very happy about that and very offended by that uh which is kind of a funny scene i guess but has really nothing to do with the story at all of drake drake <gasps> let's not call him dracula let's call him drake for short let's modernize it and drake has the ability to become any to look like anybody else right interesting aspect he can be a doppelganger Ooh, what are they gonna do with that kind of ability with dracula to just look like anybody well uh blade and his crew are after a doctor who is who is a familiar of the vampires so what does drake do he kills the doctor and then looks like the doctor because who wouldn't want to look like the target of Blade and everybody else? Not that it matters, because he was just... Like, they go into the doctor's office. There's this, like, clear Matrix ripoff, right? Like, the first Blade movie clearly inspired the Matrix movies that did a lot better job of all the things Blade did. And then the subsequent Blade movies clearly feel like they're trying to take some of that that momentum that the matrix did and trying to make the blade movies feel like the matrix the score sounds very much like the matrix score just slightly changed it feels like how fast food commercials will take popular music but just slightly change them so they don't get sued like that's what it feels like blade score music soundtrack sounds like like they took the matrix score but they changed it a little bit or like how uh, vanilla ice took the queen song and then changed it a little bit and it's like he's on the stand going it's like dun 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 right like oh he changed it a little bit so it's different that's what blade did with the score it's really trying to be an impersonation of the matrix instead of doing its own thing and one of the things that blade trinity is doing is like that lobby scene at the end of blade where they're going in after like we need guns and they get all the guns and they go in and they start shooting all the security guards for some reason this doctor's office has a lobby set up that's very similar tons of security guards so they go in and there's this really bad fight scenes where it's like you see ryan reynolds and jessica beale try and fight and you see blade fighting or whatever so for some reason, heavily secured doctor's office. And then they get up there, and they think they're talking to the doctor. But no, it's Drake that just looks like the doctor for some reason. Doesn't make any sense. Another time Drake looks like somebody else is when he infiltrates the crew, this other vampire hunting crew, as Whistler, a character that he's never met. Whistler died way before Dracula was around. And makes no reason, like, for everybody that's there is like, oh, I thought you were dead. Like, he could have looked like Natasha Leone and it would have made way more sense for him to, to go in there. Why would Drake choose to look like a dead person that he's never met? That everybody would just be confused to see. Like, it doesn't make any sense why those were the two characters. This guy has the ability to look like anybody. He looks like the doctor and he looks like Whistler. It's just like a waste of like this interesting idea of Dracula can make himself look like whatever. And the things that he makes himself look like have no, they no additive benefit. It just in those scenes where he looks like Whistler, 
as the audience are going like, wait, is Whistler dead? Did they bring Whistler back again? Like, it's just confusing and adds nothing to it. As everybody who sees this Whistler guy is just confused. It's just, it's just so, it's just so sad. Let's take a little break from the show to promote the many faces. That's right. I am also an artist. I do ink paintings on paper of abstract faces. A new face, a new painting gets released every single day over at InspiredDisorder.com. So head on over to my website to purchase original artwork directly from the artist. Also, there are prints available for select images. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com, buy original art, buy prints if that's your jam, if you want 8x10 prints on high quality paper. Also, if you're looking to wear some art, there are shirts available with original artwork by myself. Select faces from the many faces are also available in t-shirt form. You go to InspiredDisorder.com, you buy original artwork, you buy prints, you buy shirts, you're supporting an artist directly. And if you're the type of person that likes to invest in NFTs, there are also NFTs available for select faces. Go to InspiredDisorder.com now. And now let's get back to the show. Parker Posey, just the cheesiest of cheesy villains. Very campy. Just not good. The, the I guess, kind of interesting thing, Jessica Biel as Whistler's daughter uses a bow and arrow there is a weapon that is like a bow but the bow is the weapon part like it's a laser beam that cuts people in half and, but it looks like a bow it just looks stupid like they have very wacky weapon ideas in this movie which you know they're trying to make new weapons which is fine but it's just it's just sad it's just all so sad um they have dogs that are hybrid dogs for some reason they genetically engineered dogs to have vampire blood so they the dogs have the split open face like the the vampire hybrids did in blade 2 which it's just like you have this like cute little dog that has a it's just like it's just like a a, a dumb effect that really adds nothing it just it's just like we should do this we should have like it's like a reference for reference sake like, oh, we're going to reference the vampires of the last movie in these dogs. The fight scenes are boring. The music is not good. When they do play music, it's really just not very good music, in my opinion. Uh, the Deadpool moments of Ryan Reynolds are not funny. It just does not work. Tonally, it doesn't work. Like, if the whole movie was, like, Deadpool vibes, probably would have had some redeeming qualities. But just trying to inject those moments just when Ryan Reynolds as a character who I don't really care about is like being quippy and 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 just like back talking and stuff like it just it just it's just sad. It's just sad. The FBI storyline just disappears, just evaporates. Um, and the vampire goal is the exact same as the first one. We need to genetically engineer him so we can walk during the day. But instead, we're going to dig up this. We're going to dig up the first one. We're going to dig up Dracula, who has this ability, apparently. And we're going to use his blood as a way to. But it's like, it's just so sad. 
that they didn't come up with anything new. They turned Dracula into Drake, which is dumb. The daytime stuff is interesting, but even still, like, there's a scene where Blade is chasing Drake around town during the day, and Drake gets a baby and, like, threatens to kill the but doesn't. It's just, like, everything's just so stupid. It's like, why, why were they doing that? What is the point? What is the point? It's just like, oh, we're going to have a chase scene during the day between Blade and, and Drake. Oh, cool. What are they going to do? I mean, nothing really. Nothing's really going to happen. It's just going to be a daytime chase scene. We're going to see him, like, jumping from building to building, through walls and up staircases on the top of buildings. It's going to look like the Matrix, but during the day. Oh, cool. What does that do? Ah, oh, it's nothing. It really doesn't have anything to do with the story at all. Nothing comes of it. Nobody learns anything, does anything. It's just, you know, it's a scene. We're going we're gonna to make this movie, we're going to make this movie uh, longer than an hour and a half for some reason. We're going to try and make this horrible movie two hours long. We're going to try. There's a basketball scene with Patton Oswald, which is just like, I love Patton Oswald. But why are you making characters play basketball as if, like, that's the thing they do all the time? But clearly, they've never dribbled or shot a ball in their life. It's just, like, sad. It's like, what are you doing? It's like they have, they have all these ideas, but, like, they mean nothing. They're executed horribly. It's just stupid. It's, it's like I didn't care about anybody. Blade is the only character that I mildly care about, and they're giving him a speech impediment with the fake teeth. It's just pathetic. It's pathetic. So... That's my thoughts. I've never made a movie, but those are my thoughts on this movie as somebody who enjoys movies and has watched a lot of them and uh, just did not like Blade Trinity. Uh, the franchise in general is pretty horrible. The first Blade movie is fun. Like, there's aspects of Blade 2, fun fight scenes in Blade 2, specifically probably the ninja vampires that are only in that fight scene, and then there's no more ninja vampires in the rest of the movie. Some fun fight scenes in Blade 2. Overall, not a, not a, it's kind of a dumb movie. This movie doesn't really have good fight scenes. Doesn't have good music. Completely whitewashed. They call Dracula Drake. It's just dumb. It's just really dumb. And uh, I'm sure the new ones will be better. But, you know, it is what it is. They killed Kenny. I mean, I'm sorry, they killed Whistler. I swear he died in the second one. It feels like he died. And I tried to look it up. And it's like, no, no. They let him survive all of these times. Like, they had opportunities to kill Whistler multiple times in the second one. But there's a, a reason they let him live. And the reason's stupid. Because Blade Two's stupid. But not as bad. It's definitely a franchise that, like, it starts off pretty solid. And then gets progressively worse in each movie. And it's a bummer. I th Wesley Snipes deserves a badass Blade movie. And he's not even going to be in the new one. Wesley De Snipes deserves a badass movie where he can be... A like, he could be an action hero. They have... Like, Liam Neeson is an action hero. And he is old. They have, like, old people as action heroes all the time now. Blade... Wesley Snipes needs to have his redemption movie... Where he could have a bat, like he needs to be in the John Wick 
type of movie. Like, he needs the John Wickified career. He needs to have that moment to redeem these god-awful movies that don't even allow him to be... uh, It's like the fight scenes are just horrible as they go. And no fake teeth. Anyway, Blade Trinity. Yeah, don't watch it. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.